We're good. We're gonna gather up all the motorcycles. Gather up all the motorcycles. Gather up all the motorcycles. Welcome back to the Funk House. Week 13, we got a great show lined up for you. As always, got my guy, Mr. Chains. Jerry, how we doing tonight? Doing great. Can't believe it's week 13 already. Really flying by. Wow, Playoffs shit. pretty much here. Two more weeks of the regular season, and let's hope that my mixer will hold up to that. So some technical difficulties, got a late start tonight, but... Hoping that it comes through for us and we can actually get this posted. So, guest this week, returning guest, and quite the potter in his own right. Uh, coming out of retirement, the Pop Man, aka Lude Presents. Rock, why don't we uh, go down some rabbit holes tonight? How you doing? Well, I'm doing wonderful. I'm extremely excited and blessed to be here with you two gentlemen. I appreciate the. Uh, you know, the opportunity to wear the four or five and come out of retirement here. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I caught a few charges. I did a little time behind the bars, and uh, I'm back. I'm back. I noticed you got your ankle Top bracelet. Off you're Top in, off. You're in uh, podcast, you know, house arrest with the, the ankle bracelets on. So hopefully, Purgatory. Yeah. Podcatory. Uh, <laughs> terrible. Almost <laughs> as bad as Sean's uh, cash and bad Pacheco's. Almost as bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so but yeah, I'm happy to be here. Good, we're we're happy to have you. Happy long, to have you. Yeah, long time coming, and uh, certainly will capitalize on on you know having a very experienced Potter um, in the Funk House tonight. So we're gonna get started and dig into the patented Jerry Two Chains review of Week Twelve. Jerry, what do we got? Week 12, I'd say it every week, but it was crazy points once again. Uh, a lot of big-name players came through in a very important matchup. Week 12 seemed pivotal in nearly every league I was in. Uh, QB, Josh Allen, QB1, monster game, 44 points, four touchdowns, two through the air, two on the ground. You know, he's QB1 on the year. Um it hasn't worked out to real life wins, but he's sure been doing good for his fantasy players. Uh, Dak, another big game, 41 points, four touchdowns. He continues to dominate. It's just it's going to be interesting to see if he can do that against a team with a winning record. Uh, Hertz, 40 points, five touchdowns. He didn't have a ton of yards passing, but didn't really need them. Three passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, and the last one to win the game there. And then also Stroud, Love, and Stafford all had 30-plus point games. It was a pretty big week for quarterbacks again. Uh, running back, Kyron Williams, with his return, goes ballistic. 38 points, 143 rushing yards. He didn't have any touchdowns on the ground, but he did have two receiving. He was the RB1 on the week. Uh, number two was Calf, as usual. He's always at the top. 30 points. Uh, he had two rushing touchdowns. Bijan. Finally starting to wake up. Um, only guy on the team really getting much action. 
he had 27 points. He had a touchdown receiving and on the ground. Um, I may have been right about him being a landmine early in the year, but it's uh, he's getting hot at the right time. So I think he's uh, a dangerous uh, player to, for teams to have. Pacheco uh, placed a bad Pacheco. <laughs> My Pacheco bounced and uh, 25 points running. Running as hard as ever. We've uh, we've been loving the memes of Pacheco's running style. We've been sending a few of those back and forth. Oh, those are so uh, good. Rocky, uh, Lute, have you seen uh, any good runs from Pacheco where he looks like he's just running as hard as he can? A bull in a china shop. It's hilarious. Yeah, I've seen a lot of the I've seen a lot of the clips or videos where it's just like you said, just somebody just closing their eyes, running as fast as they can, just into anything and bouncing right off it. Yeah, I've really enjoyed those. I I love a nice angry runner. Um, outside of those guys, there were seven other running backs that had twenty plus points. Big big running back week. Wide receiver Tyreek once again number one, um, like he is most of the time. Twenty five points, nine for one hundred two and a touchdown. Mike Evans, another big game for him. He had two touchdowns. Uh, Rasheed Rice, big breakout game for him. Much Boom. needed. On that poor excuse of a wide receiver core in Kansas City, uh, I think he's going to start to emerge as the guy. Um, outside those three, there were 11 players with 20-plus points. Points abound for wide receivers this week. Tight end, Fryer moves number one on the week. Uh, and one of the most popular ads you've seen this week, Steelers went over 400 yards for the first time in over 53 games. Amazing that it happens that first game without Canada. Uh, big game for Friermuth. Higby, 19 points, five for 29 and two touchdowns. Um, it was a big game for him while the other wide receivers on that team really did not have a big day. Laporta Potty back with a nice game, five for 47 and a touchdown. And then uh, Hawkinson and Kelsey rounded out the top five. So an- another week in the books. It's really coming down to the wire. Uh, us three are battling in the league that we're all in for the final playoff spot. Uh, Funkhouse just took the lead there. He, I had the sixth spot last week, and uh, I took a loss, and now Funkhouse is keeping it warm so I can get it back next week, right? <laughs> I'll keep just it warm. Mediocrity long- really is. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep that as warm as long as I can, and then hopefully into the playoffs, but it is so tight right now. I'd love to see somebody else get bumped out, and maybe two of us could jump in there. But that's not looking great. So uh, I, I didn't. I loved that was one of my favorite teams after the draft, and they've just underperformed here. Underperformed all year, and and we've talked about it. Both our teams read off the rosters and saw how good they were, and the matchups are just horrible. You know, I'm I'm like top five in points. Uh, I think uh, I know you are as well, Jerry, yeah. and it's just a joke. Um, yeah, plenty of teams, tough. plenty of teams above us aren't, aren't even close to the caliber we have. But uh, that's, can that's we fantasy. say one thing though. Yeah, can we say that the guy that wins every year will not win this year? Will not win. <laughs> you better bite your tongue. He's still making uh, waiver moves. <laughs> yeah, you never know. It's it's you feel safe to say it, but it's never safe to say it. You yeah, know? Um, it's just that's destiny. Yeah, that leads. I think. Yeah, I mean, being in the top five in points or whatever and then having one of the highest points against, this, those are tough seasons when you know you have a quality squad, but it's just it's not in the book. It's just not in the, 
the gods' hands for you that year. They just decide, we're going to give you the hardest schedule of all time. You got this powerhouse team. Not going to make it easy. And that's just how it goes. I give, I give you guys a lot of credit, and anybody else that really does fantasy heavy, because losing year after year like that, man, that's tough. That takes a lot out of you. Yeah. I just uh, I, yeah, I don't have, have a real desire for it anymore. If you have a if you're in a lot of leagues and you have a, a, a few bad years of you know seventy five percent losing out of your leagues that's that's that can be tough. It's, I think that's why you see people as they go they get less amount of leagues like they focus on only a few just because then you have a better chance I guess or it's not as bad you might not lo- you're not losing as much. Yeah. My once I once I went up in the number of leagues, my Yahoo record has went down the drain. I used to be I was platinum for a while, and I'm and like teetering between silver and bronze right now. And that happened over like a year and a half, and I'm it sucks. And I mean it means nothing, but I hate seeing that. You know what I mean? Like I judge here. Yeah. I judge everything I'm like around. And, I'm basically around like 500. Yeah, with 21 teams managed or something. You know, yeah. it's, just it's like a, it's damn. Annoying. I know for a while there's years where you're doing good in every league and that number you get platinum and then yeah then you go suck for the next couple years yeah that's just the way the fantasy gods (laughs) it's true it's and if anything told us you know if this year taught us anything as we've discussed fantasy is put on its head this year and we you know we were just talking about jared's league the people in contention you know besides our fearless leader mr just right mikey whitesnake all the other people in contention to win that league most of them don't even know what time the games are on. They don't know how waivers work. They don't know the league rules. It's it's a travesty of a league at this point. But most of my leagues this year are really like that. So it's just a weird fucking year. And I'm not really going to... Yeah, I'm not going to hold this against, you know, any of us that really didn't do that well. No excuses, but... I'll save it for the soapbox. I really will. But... <laughs> There are times that I'm, you know I'm, what I'm not even going to get into it. I, I got a lot to say later, um, and and I've already made up my mind. Is. I've already made up my mind of, of what I want to talk about, so I'm not going to get into it. But <laughs> I've clinched I've clinched fifty percent of my leagues, so I'm more than happy with that. I know I'm in the playoffs in two, locked in, potentially making a third. So. That's that's not bad. If you can get yeah. in the playoffs, anything can happen. So yeah, we'll see. as they say in the poker world. Rock, I know we used to play a lot of poker. A chip in a chair is all you need. So shout out to Greg Raymer. Unless, uh, <laughs> unless you're one of us with alcohol in your system and you will never win. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Or your brother. Tony would always murder everybody in like hold him. And then he'd get so fucking bored that he would just bet all his chips. He's like, I don't care. And he didn't want to play anymore. But he would pretty, pretty easily manhandle everybody <laughs> and then just be like, I'm bored. I'm done. <laughs> that sounds like a trick I play with my family. Like, if I'm done playing a board game or I'm done playing cards, I just give away the farm, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I don't quit, but I, I lose on <laughs> So. It's um, a good move. Yeah, out of seven leagues, I'm mathematically eliminated in three, I believe. And the other four, I have a pretty good, I don't want to say a pretty good shot, but a, a decent chance to sneak in. And if you asked me that three weeks ago, I would have said maybe one or two I would have had a chance in. So I'm fairly happy with the status of those yeah. right now. But all I haven't clinched any, and all of them are like, "Yeah, you got to win. You got to most of them. You got to yeah. win. Two of them I got to win. No, three three leagues I got to win 
this week and next week to get in. And I think the one I can afford so, one loss in, but that's it. So who's yeah. coming here to listen to you then if you can't even get in the fucking playoffs in seven leagues? Who, who's coming on the funk house to listen to you, sir? <laughs> I mean, no, nobody should, but some people show up every week. Uh, <laughs> I think that they just... Uh, hey, everyone has bad years. Yeah. Everyone has bad years. You look at the history, uh, the, the hardware uh, history, though. That's a yeah. different story. When's the last guys, time, when's the last time you want to leave? Rock? I think we're going probably back close to 10 years at this point. Well, been, a, been about a 10 year drought. <laughs> and you're a guest on here. Let's keep that in the, you know, let's keep things in perspective here. Um, my last title was, uh, well, I guess it was last year. I don't like to brag about it because Demar Hamlin, but I, I guess uh, I, I'm more along the lines. I, I don't call it a championship. I call it a first place finish. Cause I think there's a difference. Um, but before that sanctuary in 2020, I took that crown. Uh, Jerry. Yeah. Oh, what two, two years? Two, ago year, two years for you? Yeah, two years for you. So we're right that's there, a, Rock. Even, that's the thing about it. And the well, finals even, last like, year. Guys, yeah, you guys are very knowledgeable on this stuff, but that just shows you like anything can happen. These guys that don't even know anything about the football, don't even know they don't set their lineup. Somebody's out, but they still win. Like it's it's total. Yes, yeah. there's skill to it, but there's also luck. It's more yeah, of, one of my better teams almost lost to a an, an unset lineup last week. Yeah. The team that I have, I'm ten and two and have been clinched for weeks. I almost lost to a team that doesn't even half the players aren't even playing. I did. I lost to a team that had a wide receiver out. I was so sick to myself. <laughs> like, how do I lose to a guy without a wide receiver? <laughs> it happens. You have you you know you have they have another guy that puts up forty five points and. Another guy puts up 30, or it's, you're in a bad spot quick. Yeah, that sucks. That's two players worth, basically. So, all right, well, let's jump yeah. into the uh, stock exchange here. And I know I got a, a nice list. Um, I'm going to throw one out here. I'm going to throw a pair of guys out here. And these guys are a reason why I won last week. And I don't mean it on a positive note. Came down to Sunday night. I think it was Sunday night. And I was playing against Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler. And boy, did those two shit the bed. Very thankful for that. Yeah. But these Chargers, it's kind of amazing how good Herbert is, or maybe how good we think he is. I'm not entirely sure anymore. I know Len thinks he's a fraud, but he's still kind of a fan of him, I think, if I remember correctly. But the guy can't win. I mean, I think he has... Just under a 500 record since his since being drafted, and it's kind of crazy to think about because all everybody does is like crank him off. And obviously, he's got yeah. a big arm. He's got good weapons. He's had some of the worst head coaches ever in the history of the NFL. So I think that goes a long way. And has never had a defense yeah, really a behind him. But what do we think of Herbert going forward? And and I don't want to get into next year already because I know we're going to do some end of the year stuff, Jerry. But can you trust Herbert and, and Eckler? Um, he seems to, I don't want to say he's split in time with Kelly, but it's like a two-thirds, one-third instead of like a, you know, a 90% share like Eckler's used to. So uh, what's, your, what's your thoughts on that, Jerry? Yeah, yeah sure. Justin Sherbert, a little too soft. <laughs> Does he, I don't know if he's got the will to win. Like, he's got the skills, but it's just like you need that extra grit. I don't know if he's got that. Soft and fruity. Um but he's been very, very solid this year. He's still putting up the numbers, even though they're losing. He's been a good quarterback. So I'm less worried about him and more worried about Eckler. Eckler, 
has not really had good games lately. And like you said, we're seeing more Kelly out there. Um, in uh, our dynasty league, I have him as you know one of my running backs. And now I lost Taylor for the next few weeks. Who knows how long that debacle will be. Um, so I need Eckler to perform. And I'm, I'm real concerned right now because uh, I'm not – I'm almost thinking I'm starting to see him getting worn down. Yeah. So uh, after all these years, it's finally catching up. He's not looking as explosive. He's not getting the passes anymore. It's just, I don't know. I'm a little, a little worried, a little concerned. Rock, what do you think? So Herbert, not so worried, even though he can't win games. Eckler, I'm scared. When I say this, I'm imagining like a Melky for junior type. Throw in the towel. Throw in the towel. <laughs> Eckler is too old. He's a running back. He's done. Coach sounded like an idiot at the press conference. He's fired at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. Herbert, <laughs> the comparable to Herbert is Aaron Rodgers. He's good enough to win a Super Bowl if he has a good enough team around him, but he's never going to do it on his own. I'd say all See that, that stuff is pretty fair. Yeah, I'd say I probably agree with all that. Eckler... I don't want to say he's fully cooked, but he's medium well. I mean, he's getting there. And <laughs> I, I think he could bring it back for a little bit. But as far as like him being a top five fantasy pick next year, I sure as hell don't see it. Um, we'll see how the summer goes. And I'd be anxious to see how the quote-unquote professionals rank him. But as of now, I'm not taking him there. I have no idea what to expect from this Chargers team. I think BMW's contract is up, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and and right. maybe Baggies as well. Um, not not Don't quote me on that, so I'm not quite sure. But Chargers could blow this up, you know, sans Herbert. It, it might be just him and, and uh, Rayshon Slater and then <laughs> maybe nobody else. Maybe Derwin James and the team, you know, we'll see what happens. But I'm a little worried about both of them. Mostly because, yeah, I mean, I still like Herbert quite a bit, and I think he's a good fantasy quarterback. But the only weapon he has right now is baggy sleeves, and he's one injury away from Herbert being, you know, 20 for 45 for 198 yards, a touchdown and two picks for the rest of the year. And Yeah, because yeah. baggy sleeves, he's, he's up there in age too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's been an animal. This might be his best it's... year as a pro. Yeah, it's an unbelievable year from Baggy this year, and the fact he stayed healthy, he's played every game. It's, yeah, it's pretty amazing, man. I don't think there's a chance he gets hurt now. I really don't. And and you know, we'll throw that out there. You knock on wood and do whatever. But I think he's golden for the rest of the year, and um, I think he's gonna, yeah. certainly going to dominate this week. So, um, Jerry, who do you got? Who do you want to throw out here? Yeah, so I, I put down some guys that I were thought were league winner candidates, and Baggy Sleeb was one of them, um, just because of when he was drafted much later than his past few seasons, and he's having his, one of his best ones to date. Um, another guy, league winner candidate for me, uh, Kyron Williams. He's yeah. just been an absolute monster when on the field. Most people got him off waivers early in the season the value for him for how he's performing for how you got him or it's just, it's tough to beat. Uh, what are your thoughts on Kyron? Yeah, he's been great. You know, Chris, Chris keeps calling him the Kirkland brand, Austin Eckler production wise. It's, <laughs> it's there um, style of play. I don't think it's even close. Um, it just, it, they just don't play similarly. And 
I don't know. He's a, he's a good receiver at the backfield, like like Eckler is. But as as far as just like comps playing style, it's it's just not quite there. But the production's good. I still think it's a little blasphemous because it's you know half a year of production basically with the injury. But um, you know credit where credit's due. He's been awesome. I know when the Rams' backfield was in shambles last year, Jerry. We were kind of scrambling for Kyron to see what would happen with him. And I know you got him in a few leagues. I think I might have got him in one. Didn't really pan out. And then they went back to the well with Cam Akers. And there's no reason to even bring up Cam Akers yeah. anymore. The guy's trash at football. Um, he fucking always has been. I, I don't know. Maybe before the Achilles he wasn't. But he's not a good football player. But the Rams went back to him. And, you know, last year Daryl Henderson showed him up. This year he did it again. <laughs> Daryl Henderson came back looking maybe my size. Fucking big old belly on him, big old cheeks. Looks like he, you know, just smuggling meatballs out of the cafeteria or something in those <laughs> cheeks. But he was running hard, man. I I, I like watching him play, and uh, he was pretty good for a yeah. couple weeks. But Kyron's been the man. Um, I think he could easily be a league winner, and rest of season, probably a top five running back with, with the way that the Rams are playing right yeah. now. It's hard to argue with it. I think. With the Rams, I feel like it's almost like a system thing because look at all the receivers that do what they do. Yeah, and look at the running backs that do what they do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I just think it's plug and play there. Anybody that goes in that lineup can succeed if they, you know, know their whatever. Yeah. I mean, I believe that to an extent, you know, but like we said, Cam Akers, just, he showed you that he's, he's inept to, to pick up the system. And there's some other guys that were there. Um, even Sony Michelle didn't look great last year. He had a you know a couple flashes here and there. I can't remember who else they experimented with, but it's like a half and half thing. So, but I do think you're right. McVeigh knows how to how to make a running game and a passing game. The guy's just an offensive genius, really. Um, Stafford's having a great year. We're definitely going to mention him, you know, later in the show. But I guess you know we're going on Rams here. <sighs> we got to talk about Cooper Cup three. Receptions last week for like 19 yards. The targets aren't there. Tutu Atwell, Puka Nakua, Tyler Higby, Kyron Williams. These are the guys getting the targets. How worried are you guys about Cooper Cup? And can you even trust him as a start the rest of the year? Especially with his fragility. Uh, Jared, I'll I'll let you finish this one. I'll give it briefly. Um... I'm just going to say not this year. I don't think he's going to be back this year. I just think it's going to take him a while. Maybe next season, but I mean, I don't think he's going to be a top whatever pick he was again next year just because we don't know. There's a chance for next year, but not, not this year. Yeah, Cup for me, I mean, he. Uh, I had him on my list of players here too. I mean, Stafford had a huge game this past week. He threw four touchdowns. Two of them went to Kyron, two went to Higby. I can't say I've seen a ton of playoff teams that have Cup on their team in fantasy. Um, his first two games in the season was vintage Cup, what we'd seen last season. Since then, he really hasn't done anything special. I don't think he is an automatic start just based off of his name at this point. Literally since those first two weeks, it's it's not been pretty for him. Um, so I'm I'm not confident in him at all really i'd rather be starting puka yeah yeah i would definitely start puka um rams are still kind of in the playoff hunt here so 
I don't think there's a chance of like, and and he's not like hurt. Well, I will say he's not injured, but he's probably hurt because most guys of this time of year are hurt. Like everybody's hurt. We get that. But he was an old prospect. He's probably thirty now, I think, and he's only been in the league for like yeah. six years, I think, something like that. So he was an older prospect. Um, the shit happens, you know what I mean? So I like Cup maybe next year, but you're right, Rocky. He's not a top 10 receiver anymore. I, I just, I personally don't see it. He's got a lot of miles on him. I don't know. I, I mean, don't want to make it about next year, but the rest of this year, until I see something, yeah. I can't, I can't start him. No way. Could yes, you imagine his first... being out there? I'm just like, you see those guys flying around. If one of those safeties hit you, even once, how many times are you going to get back on the field? Probably not very many. I mean, for those guys to take hits like that, like the the career expectancy can't be that long. No. Did like getting hit with a car a few times a week. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the play last week in the Eagles-Bills game? Which, the, the Eagles should not have won that game. The Eagles are not a, what are they, 11-1? and one? They're not an 11 and 1, 10 and 1 football team, whatever they are. It's kind of a joke that they keep winning like this. It's wild. Um, Buffalo deserved that win, no doubt. And I usually would align myself more as, uh, you know, liking the Eagles a little bit more than the Bills, but they, they didn't deserve to win that game. But the clip of Jordan Davis running down Josh Allen out of bounds is one of the most freakish displays of athleticism I've ever witnessed in my 35 years on this earth. They said he was up to like 16 miles an hour at 330 pounds, like 6'5". He is such a monster. Oh my God. He's so good. He's so fast. He's so big. But when he hit the ground, he couldn't get up. It, It took like two or three people to get him up. And he was just so because it's at the end of the game. He's running down a quarterback. The game is on the fucking line, and he's running down yes. Allen, who's a pretty fast quarterback for you know, especially for his size. But I think Allen topped out at like eighteen point two miles an hour, and Jordan Davis was just under seventeen, and so yeah. he obviously he almost caught him. But the impact of him and the speed that he hit the ground with was unreal and he just laid there and I, I don't know if they had to take an injury timeout but when he got up it was like oh okay he's he's okay you know everybody was like worried like what yeah. happened like no he's just an enormous man expending every calorie of you know of energy in his body <laughs> to try to make a play and uh hats off to him I'm watching uh, right now that was awesome to see imagine him hit you at that speed like yeah, head on. that's kind of what I'm getting like, at. Like, Alan's like so lucky. Wreck. <laughs> yeah, that's a car. He landed you. right on his belly. Yeah. 16 yep. miles an hour yeah, right I watched on your a, belly. I watched a clip of it today from a different angle, and it was so funny because the guy talking about it was saying, he's like, these Buffalo players felt him hit the ground yeah. on the sideline. Yeah. And then you see all their reactions, seeing him almost chase Allen down. Yeah. They're all like. You know, Ed Oliver and these guys just jaws on the ground. Like, what are we seeing? Yeah, Ed How's Oliver. This guy moving this fast. <laughs> yeah, I saw that clip. Yeah, of Ed Oliver. Yeah, um, and this guy's a D tackle. Like, this it's insane. Um, <laughs> it was unreal. Imagine yeah. how bad that hurt. Oh, he's fun to watch, big time. So we talked about Cup. Um, let's go to. So I want to talk about the Dolphins because I love talking about the Dolphins. 
Um, first off, in season Hard Knocks, what a great first episode. Didn't watch the second yet. Thoroughly entertaining. Um, I don't think there's a person on earth that did, that doesn't love Mike McDaniel as a Dolphins fan. You know, I can't get enough of it, obviously. But I want to point out something that I noticed is that Tyreek's still playing out of his mind. He's still putting up crazy numbers. And Waddle is finally coming around and having some really, really good games as he is, you know, always been capable of. Um, whether Nikita thinks so or not, Waddle's the man and probably a top 12 <laughs> to 15 receiver in the NFL. But Tua's numbers are falling as his receiver's numbers are, like, going up. And I think it's kind of <laughs> odd. <laughs> I don't know how that's happening. You know, he is throwing a little bit less to the running backs or whatever. A-Chan, you know, still a little banged up with that knee re-aggravation. But you see any uh, reasons why that's happening? And, and what I guess um, Tua's playing Washington this week, the worst pass defense in the league. I need the biggest Tua game possible out of Me him. Too. So um, hopefully we get that, Jerry. But what are your thoughts on that yeah. and kind of uh, how that is um, – that balance beam is kind of shifting with the receiver's numbers going up and two is kind of going down. Is that a game management thing? Is that just a late-in-the-season thing? What are your thoughts? Yeah, so I'm very dependent on Tua as well after the, the Burrow injury. And I have him as my, my lead dog, so I need big games from him too. And it's been – I've noticed something similar. It's very weird. I think it's uh, – I mean, Mostert had a couple touchdowns this week, and, you know, Tyreek will get his. But, yeah, overall, Tua had a pretty rough game, really, stat-wise. Yeah, um, and he threw that bad much pick numbers. Six. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it was, you know, like a game – I'm hoping it's just a game management thing, and it's just kind of how things have played out recently and – We'll get back to him pumping out a few more touchdowns a game. So my thought on that is, so where did where did Mike McDaniel come from, I guess? Where, uh, where, where's like his backstory? Uh, well, he, I mean, he came up with the Falcons, I know. Because um, there was a story on him that when Dan Quinn was head coach of the Falcons, he had, McDaniel had like a bad drinking problem. And they kind of made him get some help. Um, go to go to a clinic or whatever, an inpatient thing, and get some help. And now he's all good. I don't think he's had a drink since. But um, in between there, I can't remember where he went, but he, he came up with uh, Kyle Shanahan. So I don't know if he was on like that okay. that Washington Commanders team, but he's been with Shanahan in I think so. uh, San Francisco. He was the run game coordinator in the OC for Shanahan um, two years ago uh, when the Niners were so you know, best running team in the league. So. That's kind of his short term where he came from, um, yeah. But he's he's been in the league. I'll tell you where I think, I think, I think he, he went came to. From. I think he went to Yale, college. So he's a very highly he's educated far. dude. Yeah, yeah. So I think like I think where the numbers are going, I think he's like really big into technology, and he's like a Madden guy. He plays Madden probably. I just I see that in him, <laughs> and I think with his offense, it's such like a gadget offense, and he doesn't really care about numbers and stats, and their their goal is to win the game. They're not like a, hey, this is a $100 million quarterback. He's got to have 30 touchdowns, or hey, this is my star MVP running back. He's got to have 2,000 yards. I think McDaniel's offense is just more like whoever gets it, gets it, so he's not worried about two his numbers. And I think that's why we're seeing like discrepancies, especially with like gadget plays and Tyreek passes and shit like yeah. that. All the motions. Look at all these crazy plays I can do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I could see that for sure. So 
I wouldn't be confident in two. I mean, I think he, I think he's a great offense, but you just don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's hard to argue with that. I mean, there's going to be some games, especially maybe against some not so great teams, that Tua doesn't have to throw for 300 yards and three tuts. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We need a lot this week, Jerry. Though big time. Um, we sure do. What else do you got here, Jerry? Um, a couple other guys I had for, you know, like kind of under the radar league winner guys. Mike Evans, I think, is still kind of one of the most disrespected wide receivers in fantasy. Yep. I was looking at a stat today of him that compared him and Devontae through like yep. five seasons or something like that. I saw that. And the numbers one. were pretty, yeah, pretty close. And, you know, they talked about how Adams has, you know, been revered as this top three guy every year. And, or some people aren't even barely making Evans in the top 10. And I was just like, man, that's true. And I started looking at some numbers today, even like right now he's second in the league for touchdowns only behind Tyreek. Yeah. Tyreek has 10 and he has nine. I mean, he, he puts up numbers. He's consistent. He doesn't miss much. And I just think he kind of flies under the radar. Yeah. Basically I think the root of that stat was, Evans and Devontae Adams have the same amount of yards and touchdowns, give or take a few. And Evans has played like, uh, or he's caught like a hundred fewer passes than than Devontae. Right. Yeah, that was the big key. Yeah. He's so much more efficient. It's wild. It is. But I think catches is a is a thing too. You got to earn catches and earn targets. So um, that's not a slight on right. Devontae whatsoever. But yeah, it's a great point. I did see that yeah. scrolling around. Um, another guy, um, Stroud, yeah. you know, we, we know how pro Stroud we are in this podcast, but it, where he's at now and what did this, you know, this past mid season into deep into the season here, he's just been on a tear in a two QB league. I think he's just such a game changer. Yeah. He was drafted as, you know, a QB two or a QB three, you know, as a, a guy to replace your second QB on a buy or something, but now he's a QB one. So if you got him paired with another solid QB that you got lucky with, that's worked out, that could be a, a nasty combo. I'm seeing Stroud on a, you know, these super flex and d- double tight end leagues where uh, he's cer- certainly helping some teams out. Yeah. So in crook league, Michael, yeah, I mean, if we're talking, go ahead, rock. I was just going to say, I, you know, league winners, if we're talking like bench league winners, I think that Tank Dell guy could like oh yeah really be yeah. important towards the playoffs because big tank Dell he's doing stuff that's crazy. Yeah. He's and, flying yeah, Stroud, I mean, he's a league winner too, because like you said, yeah, just awesome. Yeah, if, yeah, if you think about where did. these guys were drafted at, you know, think of where Stroud and Dell's Dell probably wasn't drafted in leagues and he gets picked up, you know, a few weeks in and stuff like that. It it's crazy. Those are the guys that when you leagues, when you make those early pickups or you make a nice late round draft pick, yep. take a chance. Man. We'll put it we'll put it this way. My That's my, why you come here. The one dynasty hey, we've been we've been on both of these guys for a while. So uh in my one dynasty league, there's twelve teams and in our rookie draft we have five rounds of rookies. It is super flex. And I got Tank Dell at like the end of the fourth round. So that'll give you a perspective of like where he and that was in May. I think I drafted him in May there, and uh, a rookie draft. A rookie draft. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A rookie draft in May. I got tanked out at the end of the fourth, 
So there's the, he wasn't drafted in most other, uh, you know, especially redraft keeper or whatever in, right. you know, Labor Day weekend. So just a little perspective there. Um, one guy, oh, I guess team I wanted to point out here is possibly the worst team in the NFL who just lost to who we thought was the worst team in the NFL, the New England Patriots, and the quarterback whirlwind disaster of Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones. Is there anyone on the Pats that you can start besides Mondre the Monster? No. Uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say yes to anything there. <laughs> How do you think Mike Gasicki Not feels? Not unless you're desperate. Yeah. How do you think Mike Gasicki feels being cut from or traded from the Dolphins? I don't know if he was cut. I think his contract was just over. But leaving the Dolphins and signing with the Pats, and everybody's like, oh, he's going interdivision. Belichick will make the Dolphins, you know, mad that they ever let him go and all this shit. And, like, I don't know the last time he caught a pass. Like, <laughs> I feel bad because I, I know think he signed a one year deal. So he was hoping on, like, a contract season, well, and he ain't getting it right now. He's, he's a good player, so he'll yeah. latch on, but they need an offense that is capable of throwing the ball. You know what I mean? None of these guys are. And I think. The Patriots are well in the mix for one of these early quarterbacks, you know, come come May. So, Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> yeah, wishful thinking. Um, last one I have here, Jer, and I'm going to give this to you. Is Russ back? <laughs> Russ is back, uh, like at moments. He's. There's been times where, man, he looks rough. Yeah. But other times where it looks great. Him and Sutton are finally figuring it out. I mean, Sutton, I think he's third in touchdowns. He has eight touchdowns on the year. Wow. He's deadly in the, the end zone. <laughs> yeah, he's had basically a touchdown almost every week, you know, every other week at least. I would not have guessed and, that. And, uh, yeah, those I, – I like their connection, but uh, – and the defense is playing great. Um, Outside of that, though – I'm still not like super confident. They've been grinding games out and winning them, but they're not. They don't have an offense that's going to put up like a bunch of points. They're really dependent on their defense to do stuff to keep the offense on the field. Judy still ain't doing nothing. Um, running game's kind of a, a mess too. You know, Samaji was the guy. I mean, Javante went out early this past week, so it was Pirine. He had a nice little game, but I don't know. Uh, I'm not too calm. I mean, I love that they've gone on a, a five game winning streak and it's, it's awesome, but I'm not super confident. I think they're going to have a tough time this week against Houston. That's for sure. Yeah. That'll be, a, that'll be, make it brought game. back down to earth a little bit. It'll be a good game to watch. It's amazing how they, and, and not to bring it up in a braggadocious way at all, but they gave up 70 to Miami and now they're like a top five defense in the league. It's wild. Yeah. It was like, since then <laughs> they, they changed that changed them. Yeah. What's going on with that safety? Is he is he like suspended again or what for the Broncos? That Kareem Jackson, yeah, he that's a bad. I hit. guess he got suspended again. That's a bad. After hit. he came back, he, yeah, he he just he dives into people's chests real bad. He's like a a missile. Yeah, and he and he just I don't yeah. think he, I don't think he's meant to do like I don't think they're meant to be dirty hits. It's just yeah, he kind of that's how he plays. So not, when they get suspended for a game, does he lose a paycheck? Yeah. 
Yeah. Could you imagine? He's been fined a lot this year too. Yeah. So much. His one game is probably what a couple hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah, I would say imagine minimum. Yeah, and I I don't know how that works with like guaranteed contracts. Um, that's a good question. Not entirely sure, but uh, there might be something in the contract about you know that kind of stuff because that's a disciplinary thing. Like you should lose money for that, in in my opinion. And speaking of disciplinary, I do want to ask you guys, and I, I think I sent you the video of a Jerry, but Chandler Jones back in the media and the video of him showing his dong in the mirror. And did you notice the cocaine booger that he picked out of his nose? <laughs> and wipes on his face. And he wiped it on his face. It's like on his cheek. It's just like sitting on his cheek like a booger with like a big white fucking cocaine rock on it. Uh, I... <laughs> it's a humorous display of CTE, but it's sad at the same time. But man, I've never seen such a dramatic flip. Like AB was like fairly gradual. We all kind of saw it like, oh geez, this is going downhill quick. But this Chandler Jones thing, he said the cops were outside his house and he's fucking butt naked. And he's like, I'm in my mansion right now. I paid $2 million for this. And he's walking around ass naked, and nobody knows it. And then he puts the camera up to a mirror, and he forgets, and it shows his dong. The one I saw was pixelated out, but everybody was like, "Yeah, it's quite a bit smaller than I thought it would be," <laughs> which is funny because like his huge black dude, like I can't imagine it's small at all. But that's what all the comments were saying, which I thought was really funny. But then he gets the camera up in his face, and he picks. He's like, "I got white shit on my face," and it's obviously a, a cocaine rock in his nose. <laughs> And he picks it out and, like, accidentally wipes it on his cheek and then, like, continues talking. And he just shows the weed that he's smoking at his house. And he's like, I don't know why the cops won't leave me alone. They're all outside my house. And that's, like, all the video is. It's so fucking weird. Yeah, Didn't you... his brother get arrested like that, too? Well, his brother is the fighter. John Jones? Yeah. John, John was, uh, he's gotten all kinds of, like, DUIs. And he had some stuff yeah. with cocaine. Yeah, too. a lot of cocaine. He's supposedly cleaned up now, but... Those guys shouldn't mess with uh, illicit substances, yeah. apparently. They get a little cray-cray when they do them. Yeah. What a family of athletes, though. Insane. I think Arthur is the other brother, and I think he's got a Super Bowl ring with the Ravens. I think he's the older brother. I remember that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking Crazy. to a guy at work about that. Um, but we digress. Uh, Rock, do you have anybody you wanted to chat about in particular? <clears throat> well, I mean... You know, being that you guys are based in the, the great state of Pennsylvania, I think it's only fair that we talk about Kenny Pickett. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think we talk about him enough here, <laughs> Rock, actually. Um, not in a positive way, but go ahead. I just, I, we could bring it up later, but I just wanted to throw in that bit about Deontay Johnson in the game where he oh, like, yeah. doesn't try worth a shit. It's Claypool. I mean, I think yeah, somebody should be benched for a long time. For that. Let's wait. Let's let's wait on that because I have some more okay. to say about All that. All right. Later. I was hoping okay. somebody would bring that up. I love that. Um, yeah, Chase Claypool 2.0. <laughs> we will bring up um, in, in later in the show. So uh, we are going to get into our smash picks of the week, and like we have been doing, the. Uh, smash picks are brought to you by Napoli's Pizzeria in Dubois. Play the track. When your family is real hungry, eat in Napoli's. Special steak delivery from your friends in Napoli's. 
happy in Nepalese. You'll be happy in Nepalese. You'll be happy in Nepalese. Get some sweetheart wings and some pepperoni when you're real hungry with your family in Nepalese. Stromboli, calzone, get some Italian cuisine in Nepalese. So I had the pleasure of going over to the Weber residence uh, Friday to watch most of the um, Dolphins-Jets game. Great Black Friday game. I hope they keep that up. That was cool. Uh, great time to have a game, in my opinion. 3 p.m. on a Friday when everybody's, you know, still turkey drunk. Um, probably still sitting on the couch. It's a great time to have it. But Webb made up a nice little cheeser and uh, some sweet, hot, boneless boys. And man, that sweet hot sauce that he's got is so good. I can't get enough of that stuff. So that was a nice little, nice little Napoli's treat there. Um, and I grabbed a slice of cheese for my drive back to Pittsburgh, obviously, which is a nice little treat. Um, Rock, yeah. when's, when's the last time you had naps? Have you ever had it since Weber took it over? One time. When I was up there a couple of years ago visiting, I went in there and I saw Weber. But yeah, I mean... I haven't got to fully experience the the op- options at that place now. I only got to eat pizza one time. Can't wait to go back. You got some some great options there. So, all right, we're gonna dig into the smash picks. Last week, uh, one of my worst smash weeks, maybe ever. I think I went oh yeah, I went oh for four, not good at all. Um, Crook did pretty well. So mine, I had Fields at QB. He had ten and a half points. One of the worst games. Uh, but he sucks, and I think we all know that. And I was just kind of hoping that uh, maybe I can get a little, maybe I can, you know, catch lightning in a bottle here. But Field sucks. Um, yeah, I give up on him. Yeah, we're we're yeah. done with him. Uh, Jalen Warren, which I I thought this was, I mean, smashing out of the water, but turned out to be a Naj game, and everybody wrote Naj off, and you know he didn't write back last week. But Warren only had eight fantasy points. Really, really struggled, and and I thought Naj looked pretty solid. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, 6.3 points, you know, in a, in a week that Jordan Love went nuclear, Dobbs couldn't, you know, get the football. So that was really disappointing. Uh, you know, my infatuation with Romeo Dobbs and then to close it out with tight end Kate Otten, eight and a half points, four for 45 from a tight end. It's hard to be upset about that, but it's certainly not a smash. So decent game, but oh, for four for me, Crook, I mean, a couple layups here, but we're still going to give them to you, Matt, uh, Dak who I will say I, I gotta um, I gotta get on a mini soapbox here. I'm a you know consistent Dak hater, and he's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Maybe um, it's weird to say that because like wow was he bad? And uh, he will be bad again. Don't get me wrong, but he's playing as good as anybody right now. It's wild, and and I, the team's really good. You know I get it, but he's going nuts right now. Um, which is the reason why, you know, Mr. Just Right is uh, cruising right along in Dub League. But Dak, 41 points, Jeez. 331 and 4. So I'm, uh, you know, consenting defeat or conceding to defeat, excuse me, uh, for Dak this year because it made me look dumb talking shit on him. But he'll be bad again. <laughs> so um, his running back, <laughs> yeah. Swift, not a good. Not a good week. Nine point four points, uh, eighty yards on the ground, and only one catch, which is interesting. But he had our boy Tank yeah. Dell, who you gotta love Tank Dell. Seventeen point two points, uh, 
you know, he had an end around for about 12 yards, five for 50 and a tut. And at tight end, the Hawk sucker, um, 16 points as well. So five for 50 and a tut. Basically the same stat line as uh, Tank sands the end around. So um, that's a three smasher, I believe, for Crook. Yep. So he followed up last year at four, four out of four. Only person to ever do it. Came in with a three out of four here. So outstanding work there. Jerry, how did you do? It was also one of my worst smash weeks. Uh, I'm going to give myself one maybe here. We'll see. Uh, at quarterback, I had Purdy. It was not a great statistical game for him. 12.46 fantasy points. They beat up Seattle so bad. They didn't need to pass it much. He had 209 yards and a touchdown. Uh, at running back, I picked the wrong B. Robinson. I picked Brian Robinson. I must have clicked <laughs> the wrong button. Yeah. He had 8.4 points. Just click it. Um, 15 rushes for 53 yards and only two catches for 11. That's where he's been getting a lot of points in his receiving work. Yeah. Uh, wide receiver, I had a Lave. He had a nice claim. He had uh, 18.4 points. I said he would go 7 for 90 and 1. He went 7 for 114. He didn't have a touchdown. Uh, solid game. TD probably would have taken him over the top there. Like nice, I said, uh, there was a lot of guys with 20-plus Nice bop on the head, too, but, though. Yeah, yeah. It went down. So we'll pay attention to him yeah. this week. Keep an eye on And then at tight end, I had Dalton Schultz, and he had his worst game of the season uh, after his best three-game stretch. He had one catch for two yards. It was a rough smash week for me. I mean, I, got, I can give myself a lave, but really, if you compare him to the rest of the wide receivers this week, he's outside, I think, the top 15. Yeah, I think um... – I think Schultz played like 20% of the snaps, which is everybody's like, what the fuck is this? Like he's been dominating. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a performance thing. I think it was a usage thing for Schultz. So better days. Well, are, are, I didn't even realize. That. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that uh, yesterday. I was scrolling through um, 20, 20 some percent. That's wow. I don't, who was playing Brevin Jordan, like fucking Pharaoh Brown. Like I, I don't understand. So very yeah, weird. Unless they were just sense. going, Three or four wide receiver sets. I don't know. They didn't run the ball much. So um, this week is a different week. Four for four across the board, guaranteed. Rock, why don't you start us off with your quarterback smash of the week? Yeah, I'd love to. So um, this is a team that obviously is up there, but a uh, guy doesn't get as much love, but Jared Goff. I think Jared Goff will have a big week because why not? I love the coach. The team's doing good. He plays New Orleans. Yeah. I mean, you might be able to get some points on them. So I'm going to take him. He's ranked like 12th overall this week. That's my pick. All right. Like Very that. nice. Uh, quarterback for me, I'm going back to the well, and, and I'm going to chase points all over the board this week, I think. Um, I'm going to like take it. Matt Stafford at home against a banged-up Browns team. Now, Denzel Ward – Hurt, not sure his status. Miles Garrett hurt. They're two best players on defense. Uncertain to play. Both of those guys are banged up. I believe both have a shoulder. So if, you know, they're not out there, Stafford could eat, you know, quite a bit again. So the Rams send at five and six. Browns at seven and four. It's still wild to think about, but um, I, I like the Rams at home here. And I think Stafford could have a really nice game. Jerry, who do you got? 
I'm going with Trevor Lawrence. He's finally starting to get hot to the guy that we wanted him to be all season long. Back-to-back big weeks. They play the Bengals on Monday night. Bengals somewhat in shambles now, you know, without Burrow. Browning's looked, you know, feasible. But um, I think with Browning there, it's just it's going to give the ball to Jacksonville a little bit more, more opportunities, give the ball to Lawrence. He just had, like I said, he just had his two best games of the season back-to-back. I think he keeps it rolling against them. Big win for the Jags this week. All right. How about a running back? Running back, I'm going to take Zach Moss. Uh, Taylor is out getting surgery. He's going, to, uh, he's going to be out a few weeks. Moss was a top five running back when Taylor was out. Um, he does play Tennessee, who's been somewhat stout against the, the run. But uh, I still think he's going to have a nice game. All right. I can definitely see it. It's a nice little sneaky, sneaky play there. Um, my running back of the week is a guy that's been struggling. Now, you asked me a few weeks back, Jerry, maybe a month ago, besides Calf, who would be my next in line running back that I would want to, you know, throw all my chips in on. And uh, this guy was my answer. And I got three letters for you, and it's E T N. Travis Etienne at home <laughs> with the Bengals traveling there. Um, Jags are going to win big here, I think, just like you said, Jerry. I think Etienne gets a little bit of that meat on that uh, Jacksonville bone and uh, hoping for a nice little comeback game for, for Etienne. Rock? I'm going uh, – I'll be honest. You guys said his name earlier, but I still don't know how to say it. Is it Pacheco? Pacheco. How do you say his name? Pacheco. Pacheco. Yeah, Green Bay, that was always my team, and I watched them, and I know this year they're not what they once were. Kansas City's offense, cold probably in Green Bay. I feel like he'll get some points. That That's going to be my running back. And we do we go in receiver next? Yep, you're up for receiver. All right, so receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. I just – I feel like he, he has like a – a second life for the rest of the season, then maybe that might be it. He might retire because obviously he's old for that eight for that position. But I think he's really coming on and he has a good matchup. It looks like against the Colts. So I'm going to take him. And then we, we do get two receivers, correct? No, just the one. No, just the one. <laughs> just the one. <laughs> so you can, nice you, try, can you can change if you want. But yeah, who was your other one? Just just out of curiosity. No, that's. I was making sure I didn't need another one, actually. I'm looking through my list right now. Josh Downs against him. Black horse Josh Downs. (laughs) Okay. Well, um, I almost took Downs, but I took the other guy in Indy here uh, against a lowly secondary. But Mike Pittman against the pass funnel Titans uh, defense here. If I had a nickel for every time I heard pass funnel with the Titans this year, I would have probably a few... (laughs) Probably about $8 is what I'm guessing. But uh, <laughs> uh, it is true, though. Um, but I think that Pittman's just been a beast and closer to the line of scrimmage, but getting a ton of catches, ton of yak. And uh, I think that he could probably find the end zone here against a, a pretty rough secondary, even on the road. But Minshew's been solid. You know how I feel about Minshew. I love that dude. Um, he's a gamer. And he can, you know, he's a, he's a starting NFL quarterback. He is. Just objectively, you watch the game, he's a starting NFL quarterback. And he can feed a guy like Pittman. He, he knows where his, his bread is buttered. And I think Pittman has a nice little game here. 
Jerry? I'm going to go back to the Jags here and take uh, Christian Kirk at wide receiver. Been silently consistent all year. Um, he's getting anywhere from about six to ten targets a game. Like I said, Lawrence is hot. I got him smashing. Uh, Kirk hasn't gotten the end zone in four weeks, so I think he's due, and he's going to get one this week. I think we can go seven for 80 and a touchdown. I love it. All right. How about a tight end? Tight end, this might be, you know, a bit of a cheap pick, a higher-ranked guy, uh, uh, but no one's really safe at tight end, in my opinion. So I'm going to go George Kittle. Uh, the one thing I noticed about him is a lot of his better games this season have been against the tougher opponents. You know, 27 points against Dallas, 23 against Cincinnati, 20 against Jacksonville, 23 against the Bucks, and then uh, they got the Eagles this week, and it's probably the biggest matchup of the week, San Fran and Philly. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, I think he finds the end zone this week in a big matchup. All right. Very nice. Uh, my tight end of the week, uh, you're never going to believe who I came around on here, Jerry, and still can't believe it myself. Double J, Juwana Man, Juwan Johnson, Penn State alum, finally getting He's some targets. Alive. Well, it's a double smash. You're allowed to take him too. Double smash. Um, I think he's got a, a nice outlook here. Lions are not very good against tight ends. Saints at home, and, and especially if Olave is out, um, I think he could get up to you know around eight targets or so. So, Jawan Johnson for me, and uh, Rock, I will put you down for him as well. I love that. We love a good double Copy smash. Paste. Yeah. Copy paste double smash. <laughs> Control I'm all of that. My quarterback tight end. Control alt delete. <laughs> Very right. pro Juwan Johnson. We've been disappointed this year, but yeah. let's hope he's back. If we're smashing him, I'd love to see that. Yeah. I don't have a second quarterback in my one dynasty, and it is a tight end premium league, so it's a point and a half for a tight end reception. And I am starting Juwan Johnson as my quarterback. So Hopefully he can <laughs> he can get it done. I started him last week and he outscored my my opponent's quarterback. Uh, I'm, I think it might have been Bryce Young. I can't remember who he had, but it, I outscored his quarterback with Juwan Johnson. So hopefully do that again. Um, all right, there's our smashes again. Four for four across the board as always, and we're gonna get into our featured segment here. Soap. All right, time to jump up on the soapbox. I'm going to get mine out of the way first. A little less, uh, you know, dramatic than maybe some of the other ones we have in here from from what I'm sensing. Uh, I just want to talk about a frustration I had, and and it's a selfish frustration, but last week in in Crook League where I need every win I can get, my team had maybe the best, one of the best weeks it's had all year. And I was frustrated with the decision between Rasheed Rice, who I've been pumping for about a month, Jim Cook, who's been just disappointing in the usage and, and playing against the number one rush defense, the Eagles, and Al Madison against the lowly Bears team. And, of course, I picked Al Madison, who had, like, fucking eight points. And... Jim Cook had like 15, and Rasheed Rice had the game of his career so far at like 24. And I've been playing Rice in my flex for several weeks. 
And I just get so annoyed when you give a guy every chance to break out and you start him, you start him, and it's like seven points, 11 points, nine points, whatever. And then you're like, no, I want a safe pick. I, I got a guy with a better matchup. I'm going to sit him this week. He hasn't done anything. Game of his fucking life. Game of his life. And I did it again in the same fucking league because I traded for Dalton Kincaid, who had the most mediocre game possible against the Eagles. And I cut Fryermuth, and it just he was on waivers now. So Chris picked up Fryermuth. I get because he's playing against me, and you know he's still fighting for a bye, and whatever. I need a tight end because Kincaid's on bye. But like that, just fucking. Even when Fryermuth was was healthy this year, he blew. And I think a lot of that had to do with Pickett, yeah. and it's it's not like Pickett's hitting a stride or anything, but the Steelers are playing good. But that makes me so mad. You give a guy every fucking chance, and again, that just shows you what happens this year where nothing matters. There's no trends in anything. There's nothing that you can read it between the lines on. There's nothing to study. There's There's nothing that you can do <laughs> except close your fucking eyes and throw a dart and be like, oh, this is the guy I'm going to start this week because... Some dude on the internet told me to. Like, that's exactly what... That's why you have all these fucking jabronis at the top of leagues this year. Makes me so mad. Great word. Great <laughs> word. All right. Um, Rasheed Rice, I'm going back to you this week. If you disappoint me, I'm getting back up in the soapbox next week. I'm going to be really fucking mad. <laughs> but that shit makes me so... Because, like... You put so much time and effort into a guy... And, and analyzing what your team needs and, you know, where where am I going to get my starts at? Where, you know, where is this guy going to, uh, you know, break out? Where where are we going to go with the targets on this team and that? And there's no fucking rhyme or reason for anything this year. It's the most bass-ackwards season ending the existence of football. <laughs> and nothing means nothing, and the cream doesn't rise. And that's all I got to say. So <laughs> whichever one of you wants to jump up here. Feel free. I don't even. Duly noted. I don't Duly even noted. Jared, I'm going to let you close. I don't even want to be around anymore. Mine's not going to be as good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rob. So if I'm going to get up on a soapbox and talk about something, I'm not even a fan of this team, but the Carolina Panthers, I have a problem with like their owner. So to think about somebody that owns a franchise and it's their business and they want it to do good. And you choose to hire someone that you think is going to be that person. And then 11 weeks into the season, you realize they're not. You fire them. How inept must he be for hiring that guy? Like, wouldn't you go like deep into somebody's like background and past and history and see like everything about them? I mean, they're going to be the coach of your team. And then 10 weeks into the season, you're like, oh, man, I, I screwed up here. Let's fire this guy. Start all over again. Like, how could you simply? Having that kind of money, I just don't understand. Well, that's the answer, I guess. He's just inept. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's my soapbox. Just stupid owners, man. <laughs> well, David yeah, Tepper. There's a lot of organizations that yeah. really make you question their thought process. and All the memes. Guys that get. Yeah. All the memes this week are that David Tepper um, took the crown of the worst owner from Dan Snyder when he exited the NFL, and now it's him. Because you're right, Rock, and, and Frank Reich is no uh, slouch to the game of football. You know, he knows football. He's a very good quarterback coach. 
to not give him a longer leash here with a with a rookie quarterback when you couldn't even put a team around him is asinine. And I don't think Frank Wright's like a great coach, but whoever was in that position, you got to give him. You just fired Matt Rule after what, a season and a half, not even two full seasons. Uh, I think, yeah. or was it even one? I don't. I don't even remember anymore. And you do this. Who, who's going to be your next young and sexy guy? You know, Ben Johnson. Who'd come work for him? Bobby Slowick. These these OCs that come in. You know, you're going to want them to produce right away, but you couldn't give a, a veteran like Frank Reich, you know, a longer leash here. And I I, I did see some funny memes that say Frank Reich is going to get hired to be another head coach this year. It's going to be his third run, and they're going to call it the third Reich, which is very very funny. <laughs> So, um, it's a good <laughs> one. You end up there. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a good one, rock. I didn't mean to, uh, you know, jump up there. I just said to help you down a little bit. Um, Jerry, the soapbox, <laughs> the soapbox is yours. Deontay Johnson. A couple scenes ago. Couldn't even remember your name. <laughs> it wasn't until Sunday when I saw your complete lack of effort. And so I remembered who you were, and it was everything that I expected. We've all seen the clip, the play now of him. The ball gets fumbled right beside him. He gives zero effort, just lets him run by. Um, makes no attempt to recover the ball, stop the guy on defense. If I'm a GM, I'm releasing him the next day. Simple as that. End of story. Yeah. You're gone. Yeah. You're not doing your job. I watched you do it live. You didn't do it. It's completely unacceptable. You sound like a boomer here for these guys to get paid millions of dollars and act like that on the field, but it's true. I, you know, I'm not a Steelers fan. They annoy the hell out of me, but it's just ridiculous. Deontay, I'm people don't you. even know your name, man. Okay, <laughs> you're not worthy of taking plays off. You're not Randy Moss. You're a possession receiver who can't even catch. So quit acting like you're some superstar out there. You've done nothing to acquire this take plays off mentality. Sorry, man. You're not on that level. Yeah, there's going to be the receivers that don't block and stuff on the run when they know it's happening. But when a guy runs on a lane that's pretty close to you, the ball comes flying out. You clearly see that. Then the other team gets it and takes off running. You just stand there doing nothing? No. Not acceptable. If I was a Steelers fan, I'd be so furious. Yeah. can't even imagine. You'll still see Steeler fans I think defend it's him. Fair, he gets cut. Yeah, that's the and you're right, Jerry. He's the fact that he acts like he's somebody out there just gets under my skin because he's nobody. He is an absolute nobody. Um, I, I, it's it's funny that everybody's like, "Oh, we can't pay Deontay." Like, no, of course not. Like, why would you even think that? And why would he think that he's deserved to be paid? Uh, so he's worse yeah, than Claypool. He's way worse than Claypool for the attitude, in my opinion. Now, not like long term, but like I've I've never seen that blatant of just poor team mentality and selfishness from Claypool. Even that's so bad. And and if you're a Steeler fan and you defend Deontay Johnson at all, his play, which is not good, or his attitude or anything, shame on you, in my opinion, because because you're probably was a there, j- joke of a fan. <laughs> was there any like did? Did he get yelled at by Tomlin on the sideline, or anything? was there any repercussion or anything, or it was just like, oh, just another I play, whatever? Tomlin doesn't discipline guys it's like crazy. that. He just lets him do what he wants. So it's that's just the kind of coach he is. Deontay said he didn't see it. <laughs> didn't see it. Yeah, I got I got nothing to say to that. Crazy, then. nothing to say to that. 
So <laughs> then you need to go get some medical help. I think if yeah. you didn't see that, <laughs> yeah, be a doctor. Yeah, yeah, it was in the locker room. They were interviewing him after the game. He's like, I didn't see it. I'm surprised they didn't know. blame Matt Canada for that. They should have blamed Matt Canada. They should have, or Pickett, or whoever the scapegoat is this year. You got to find a new guy now that Canada's gone. Whatever. <laughs> Team still in What's shambles. Not, yeah. I don't know. I haven't got to listen to your guys' podcast at length, but um, where are you at with Pickett? Is he like a long-term Pittsburgh Steeler, or is he done shortly? I think he's probably a career backup on another team. Uh, yeah. Steelers need to find a quarterback that's capable of playing NFL football. Uh, if you, if it's funny that they're still in the playoff race with the, you know, their schedule is cupcakes. They're playing Clearfield High School every week. Um, <laughs> I mean, they really are. It's I've never seen a, a more favorable. Um, schedule in my life. Oh, it's all backup replacement quarterbacks. Yeah. It's... yeah. Uh, but no, he's not an NFL caliber quarterback. They don't. They don't have an NFL. They haven't had an NFL caliber quarterback in their roster since Josh Dobbs left. And I think everybody probably knows that. And he might get benched by the Vikings. This Dude, week. that guy. That's a great story, though. The astronaut. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that. That's my thoughts on Pickett, Jerry. No, uh, yeah, I think I would just echo everything you said. But yeah, I mean, he's already five, fifty years old too. I mean, get him out of here. I couldn't <laughs> yeah. be more out on Pickett. His wife I mean, doesn't even want to bang. Not him. impressed. He wants, to, he wants to bang Zach Gentry. So, um, your wife doesn't even want to bang you. How are you going to be a good football player? Where did that story come from? Is that hot off the press or what? That's some insiders in Pittsburgh here. Uh, some very. People oh, in, in, in the know and, uh, you know, talk to Nikita. She said, you know, maybe this person might be able to come on the pod at some point. Um, they're going to have to come on ours or, or Len and Mikey's because uh, the stairway isn't having it. Um, but that's their prerogative. Mm. <laughs> that's their prerogative. So I'm not going to speak for them, but pretty, uh, pretty well known that that's going on. Uh, apparently he's been living, living on uh, Mitch Trubisky's couch. You uh, you've got some late breaking news here, guys. You need to get this out to the world. You oh, need to have an interview. You're late to the party, Rock. This was this was six weeks ago, probably. <laughs> God, yeah, you, you miss a lot Poor down Kenny there. Pickett. No wonder they suck down there in Bama. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, enough of uh, us for the week. I'm sure you guys are sick of us. Rock, really appreciate you coming on the show. Any chance Lude presents makes a comeback? Yeah, I mean, there's things in the works. I'm not actually doing the live podcast right now, but I'm working on some things with a friend of mine down here. And, you know, maybe some guest spots like this with you guys here and there. But there might be some rumblings in the future. Not at the moment here, but still working on a few things behind closed doors. Family life's tough, man. Yeah. Family life's tough. It's got my it's got my time and effort right now, but one day. I'm sure. Well, you let us know. We'd love to come on and... We'd love to uh, pump up the marketing for you whenever you jump back in the saddle. Definitely will. I do appreciate the time, and as always, enjoyed seeing you guys. Yeah, you as well, Rock. Got to get together sometime. All right. Jerry, week 13. Two weeks left in the regular season. What do you got to say to him? Yeah, I mean, two weeks left. Pretty much, I mean, nearly all leagues. Uh, playoffs starting in two weeks. So, 
uh, have fun. Good luck. Go mess with some people. If you're out of it, just make it fun to finish the year and, uh, good luck. Yeah. All right. There you got it. Week 13 in the books. I'm sorry. Week 12 in the books, week 13 on the cusp. We're ready to go. Let's clinch those berths. And just like last week, let's clinch those buttholes. We'll see you next week, everybody. Peace.